0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther. He saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first reading. Jonah and the whale. You know it, right? If you didn't know that, we um, I'll fill in the gaps right now, so don't worry about that. Jonah and the whale—the story of—it's I mean—and that takes you can take you back to CCD class when you're in I don't know a like kindergarten or, uh, or or Bible Bible school, uh, Sunday school, something along those lines. When when have you last read it? We just got a little snippet of it today. Okay, so here's my my challenge: the book of Jonah i have the whole thing printed right here in 14 font it's short two pages one piece of tape to hold it together the whole book i'm not going to read it right now i could and like to have that be the homily so what i want you to do is um, is to go home and read it tonight before you go to bed it takes you eight minutes something like that and savor it because this one is so worth savoring it's entertaining I'm gonna walk you through it right now, not word by word, but God calls Jonah, and what does Jonah do? God says, go to Nineveh, and what is the very first thing Jonah does on hearing that? He turns around and goes the opposite direction. He gets on a boat, the one that's going to the place that's farthest away, and he runs, he hightails it away from there. Then a storm comes along as he's on that boat. And the storm's tossing the boat around, and and the, the sailors in the boat, they're we're gonna pass, it. we're gonna die. This is terrible, this giant storm, and, and he's sleeping down underneath while they're praying up above, Lord, save us. And they're they're looking around. So whose fault is this? This is somebody's fault. Somebody's done something and and, and Jonah, they, they, they wake him up and say, Hey, come on, we got to pray with it. And uh, what, there's a storm and he says, Well, actually, you know, I'm running from God. And so I think that's why we have this storm. And, and they, they tell him, well, why, why did you do this to us? You should have told us now. And so, so they, they work even harder and they pray even more. And, but at the same time, they, they didn't want to like, do something to him, so they said, well, let's, um, let's draw straws to see like, who's going to have to do something about this, like suffer a consequence. So Jonah gets the, sh- the short straw and he says, you know what, I knew that it was, it's me, I told you already, just throw me overboard, that's what I deserve. And they're like, uh, we're not going to do that. And they work even harder, and they pray even more, but after a while they have this prayer that goes to God saying, Lord, hey, um, we're doing everything we can, but we need to save ourselves, so please don't hold us this against us. They're praying through this whole thing, trying to please God, trying to serve and make sure they don't make a misstep. So they chuck him overboard, and he's swallowed by the fish. Translation says fish, it doesn't say whale. Hey, whatever. And and he goes down into the netherworld, down to the Sheol. Maybe we imagine him in in the belly of that fish with a little snorkel or something like that, and he's like breathing and all that, no, no. When you're three days inside a fish underwater, you're dead. You're not hanging out. You're not just like, and by the way, there is an actual case of someone where this happened to him, not for three days, but for like about 24 hours. It was a sailor, uh, a a British sailor, during the whaling times. it attacked the little small boat that went out to um, to kind of reel the thing in after they had already harpooned it. He gets swallowed. They didn't know where he went. They thought he drowned. And then they, they so they start slaughtering the whale on the boat and like the next day, because it didn't finish the first day, they open up the stomach and there he is. The guy lived. So honest to goodness, you can look it up on Wikipedia or wherever. It, it, it actually happens. So anyway, so this isn't 100% far-fetched, the story. Anyways, back to the story. That was a little sidebar. When he's in the belly of the whale, it's the first time he actually prays. He says, he gets it, and it's, it's chapter two, and chapter two is just one page, and he gets to the very end of it. He, he finally breaks down. And he said, Oh, this has been so, I've been so distressed. I'm praying from the, from the belly of this fish. You cast me in the deep, into the heart of the sea. Floods envelop me. Seaweed is wrapped around my head. This is a nice visual image there. And I went down to the roots of the mountain, to the land whose bars closed behind me forever. It's dramatic. But you brought my life up from the pit, O oh Lord. And then he says. But I will sacrifice to you what I have vowed, I will pay. So he's finally, he's like, he, he finally came around. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do what you wanted me to do. So then we get what we just heard in this, in the in the in the first reading he he God calls him again Jonah go to Nineveh. Okay, so he goes. Great. It's a huge city takes 3 days to get across the whole thing and he's he's preaching 40 days and Nineveh is going to be destroyed and after one day everyone's already converting. He didn't even get the whole way through, through whole way across. And everyone's like, oh, no, we, we're gonna, we have to repent. And so they're repenting of their sins, the city. And the king issues this decree saying, everyone must fast and abstain from water and food. And, and even the animals shall wear sackcloth and ashes. And, and it's like, wow, even the, the poor cattle, they don't even know what's going on. And they're having to, to do this. And so they all convert. And then they, they say, well, maybe if we, can, if we, if we uh, convert, maybe God will spare us. So that was day one of the 40. So, so now, what happens with Jonah? He says, I knew it. Shoot. I'm so angry about this. I knew this is what was going to happen. Lord, why do you do this? It's like, what the heck, Jonah? I'm so angry I could die he's like a little toddler throwing a little temper tantrum he's angry that god did the thing he, he, it's like he wanted to see him get it he was his heart was filled with that vengeance he wanted to watch the fire and brimstone come down and they're already converted. Like, oh no i knew this is now i'm not going to get to see this and and i couldn't be the the tough the mean guy and that i wanted to be i don't know what he's thinking but he goes up on a hillside and he's going to like watch for i don't know the rest of the 40 days or whatever to see what happens and and he's, he's there, and the, the sun's really hot, but this, this gourd plant grows up and has this huge big leaf that covers him up. And he really likes that, and he's like rejoicing that, because he got the shade from this, this, this tree. And, but then the next day, this little worm comes in and, and it eats the, or it kills the, the vine, it, it shrivels up, and now he's hot. And it's, he's exposed to the, to the to weather. And what does he say? oh this is so terrible i'm so angry i'm all everything going so i'm so angry i could die jonah get your act together and god has some some beautiful words from as do you have a right to be angry over the gourd plants yes i'm so angry i i'm angry enough to die i have a right and, and so so there's this there's this temper tantrum that he's that he that he's, that, that he has. And he's just always so like misguided and he's just so stubborn in his in his ways and he's he bemoans the fact that Nineveh converted and and he's just got this hard heart. So is this a true story? I mean, actually it's written very much in the style of a fable. In a certain way, it doesn't matter if it's real, if Jonah is a real person or not. Because what's most important is that I'm real, and you're real, and we do this stuff all the time. It's about us, is who it's really about. It's a caricature, what Jonah is, he's a caricature. And it's meant to wake us up and shine the mirror in a kind of a comical, silly way back so that we say, oh, maybe I do a little bit of that too. When we hear God's call, an invitation, a mission, a task, and we turn the other way and flee as fast as we can, what happens to us? A storm. Everything gets all topsy-turvy, and it's like the and life starts spinning around, and it's, and it's terrible. When we run from God, it's terrible. There's nothing happy about it, nothing enjoyable, nothing, we're, we're, we're not free in any sense of the word when we do that. and we can learn from the, from the sailors, they were praying. Jonah was not, he's sleeping. He should have been praying. He's sleeping down the bottom of the boat. What happens when we, free, when we flee the Lord? We're running away. What's the last thing we want to do? Pray. Because we don't want to talk to him. Because he, he's going to tell us the very thing we know and the very thing we know we don't want to do. Because we're afraid. We don't know what the sacrifice is going to be. We don't know if we'll be successful. And so we're afraid of failure. Maybe that's it. That's a big one. I know I get that one. Jonah's self-centeredness is our self-centeredness. Jonah's childishness before things of the Lord is our childishness Before the things of the Lord. But note, when he does say yes to God, even though in this broken, childish kind of state that he's in, and he goes and he goes to Nineveh, what happens immediately? God starts blessing it. Immediately God's blessing it. And there's fruit coming out of it, and it's, like, and it's almost like God's like trying to show him, look, look what happens when you follow the things. Amazing, wonderful things happen. Look, they're all converting. Of course, he has a negative reaction to that, but, but it's like God is so eager to bless us in doing the very things he calls us to do. The tasks, the, the life choices, the situations that he's asking us to embrace. And sometimes they're not, they're not comfortable things. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't comfortable for Jonah to, to get out there and start preaching. He's got a three day walk and he's got to shout the whole time and it's a negative me- uh, message. He's probably saying, Well, I don't want to be that guy. Maybe that was part of it. But when he does pray, in the midst of the worst situation, he's there in the belly trapped. He's imprisoned in the belly of this well. When he does pray, God hears him. God always hears us when we pray. And he always answers us. If it's a, if it's a prayer of humility, it's a prayer coming from a, from a not, not like some kind of demand, like, okay, Lord, you fix that person and that person. No, no, it's just like, uh, Lord, bless them. <laughs> Give them the good things that they need. Lord, help me. I'm weak, I don't know what I'm really supposed to be doing right now. And God will bless that and he will answer. So what is the call for each of you? I don't know. He's probably not calling you to start walking from Battery Park up to Harlem shouting 40 more days and that's probably not it. If it is, maybe talk to me afterwards. We can do a little discernment. We can talk through that. But but when he, there are some things that, that you know you ought to be doing and you're not. Everybody's got that. Or some situation that I have not been addressing in my life. And I'm in a storm because of it. And it's torturous. Or some, some moral aspect of my life that I'm just saying, you know what, I'm just not going to... That, that's me. That's my little thing over here. And, and I don't want to deal with that. Of course, how easy is it to pray then? Well, we want to be like Jonah. We just want to, like, well, I'm just going to put my head down. I'm not going to say my night prayers because then I'll have to talk to God. And he might say something about this thing that I don't want to have to address. That's how we are. I know so much about this because that's how I am. <laughs> it's, it's all of us. So take Jonah when you get back uh, and read through there, but turn it into a prayer. Turn it into a prayer. Don't be afraid to talk to our Lord. So, Lord, what am I running away from? Lord, what what are the things that you're asking me from me and I haven't done it? Maybe it's something that has to do with getting your, getting your act together. Maybe it's something in your prayer life. Maybe it's something in a, a family relationship or or something that's been neglected for a while. Have you called your mom in two weeks? I don't know, something like that, that happened to me. I didn't call my mom for two weeks. I called her yesterday, so, so I feel better about that. But these, these are the things, that, to be ready to listen, to hear the Lord's invitation, and then respond with a yes, I'll go.